0: hey boys and girls we're back as we return from a long hiatus john and i are going to talk about some of the justices and injustices mainly of Zack snyder's latest film justice league
1: The big reason we are here today on episode one of The Pool season two is because Danny had some feelings that he really needed to get off of his chest about a movie. (laughs) How to get him out, dude. Yeah, yeah, apparently you may have heard of called
0: The Justice League. So before we get fully into it... um, there was one thing that kind of that was a bit of news, but tied into the Justice League that I wanted to bring up. Did you see the China marketing for this movie? mm So they put out a poster, right? And it was the same poster where they're standing in a line, Aquaman's in the back and Batman in front and all that. Yeah. But they're killing members of the Marvel Universe. Like Deadpool is on Aquaman's trident and what? Thor's head is like, decapitated like just like sitting there like and it's a it is a legitimate warner brothers china marketing like it's not like fan made from what i understand completely real
1: holy shit i could not believe it yet google that these chinese justice Justice league posters posters are insane that is the headline that i am (laughs) reading um we're gonna get some live reactions from me as i see this Oh my god, what? <laughs> it's brutal, right? Someone took the time to do this? This is hilarious. <laughs> Wonder Woman's got like a sword through Wolverine's chest or something. Like, Iron Man is buried. This is the weirdest... Wow, okay. It's just odd. Like, why Why the fuck would they even think that's a good idea? Uh, I, I'm I mean, surprised that there's not like... A lawsuit that can prevent
0: that from being a thing right but i guess uh i guess china's marketing people over in china overseas are into that kind of thing uh, <laughs> it appears so um well i could tell you that they're more into it than we are in the states because the movie uh from a box office number is flop well i don't want to say flopping but it's severely underperforming here and it's doing significantly better overseas. Yeah.
1: Let's say that the box office numbers are good if it was a $4 million movie. But uh, yeah. it's a $300 million movie. Which is huge.
0: Like, that's, yeah. that's an astronomical that, amount. Largely yeah. in part because, of course, well, maybe not of course, but... You know, for those of you that don't know, Zack Snyder started filming the movie, never got to finish because of the tragedy within his family. So Joss Whedon took over, ex-Avengers, a director, which you think, awesome. Like, this dude knows what he's doing. He knows how to do a superhero team-up movie, which he does. Um, But, you know, when that happens, he's got his own vision, uh, and Snyder had his own vision, which we'll get into, um, because, you know... To Me, there was a clear distinction between the two, um, but anytime that happens, you're gonna have reshoots, and this movie suffered from a lot of those. Um, a lot, of, you know, and while they're going on, a lot of people were like, Oh, it's not that bad, it's really not that much. And then it comes out that it costs 300 million dollars, right? Yeah. And ordinarily, the rule of thumb is if it costs you 300 million, take that and double it for your. Cost of marketing, so in it would cost six hundred million in total. Is that correct in saying that? I don't know that exact calculation, but I mean, if that's the real way
1: that they decide their numbers, then the, oh. on
0: average, that's typically how movies work. So if you got a if you got a ten million dollar movie, it's going to cost you in total about twenty million. Um, so the you know at this point, obviously, there's not official numbers out in terms of total. Uh, you know, um, dollars and cents, and how much it took to make this movie. But rumor is it's somewhere with all marketing included and all that six upwards of six hundred million opening Jesus. weekend. This movie comes out and makes less than a hundred million dollars, dude. It made ninety four million over the weekend, and it was estimated. Uh, I want to say initially it was supposed to make like 140 to 160 million in one weekend. Yeah. So needless to say, that's a fucking flop. You, by you know how you make standards. this movie a
1: better movie. Number one, and we we haven't even gotten to the review portion yet, <laughs> so I'm not gonna like be specific about anything like that. But then also uh, more cost effective and maybe more creative is you make it. Despite being a superhero movie, you make it at a hundred, maybe a hundred and twenty million dollars and don't exceed that because, like, then you're forced to come up with ways to be creative to get away with whatever it is you want to get away with in your script. Um, and then you're not paying a bunch of salaries for guys that are working for special effects companies in the middle of Oklahoma for example, um, to, to make me. your movie. Shit. I mean, yeah, because I,
0: I have some thoughts on this I could easily make this a better film. And, I mean, God forbid you're forced to do something a, a little more creative with the talent you have at hand. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Oh, dude, we're like, going to get I, into it. But.
1: I can't imagine... It, actually, I don't have to imagine. I can literally look it up. But as I look this up, and I might prove myself wrong here in a second, but I can't imagine that uh, Captain America: Winter Soldier was over a hundred and twenty million dollars, and that's my favorite
0: Marvel movie. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know what it was, but odds are probably not. I know Ragnarok was the like by far the most ex- expensive, and it's gonna make like. You know, it's gonna make a still a fuck ton of money. Yeah. So rumor is right now that, according to this dude um, on Forbes, and I didn't write his his name down, um, but right now it's estimated in total to lose anywhere from fifty to seventy million dollars when it's all said and done. That's after DVDs, Blu-rays, all that. I mean. And you can see it. Like, when you watch this movie, dude, it looks like an expensive fucking movie because there is nothing in this... I don't want to say nothing, but there's next to nothing in this movie that looks real. And I'm... I mentioned this to you, but I'm just so sick of movies where everything is green screen. Now, granted, Thor Ragnarok for the most part was all green screen. But with that being said, it's a cosmic movie. Like you know what you're getting at that point. There's no yeah. reason why Batman needs to be in a fucking, uh, you know, clearly a green screen set. Like he's he's not that dude. You know what I'm saying? He's a, he's He's a vigilante. Like he should be out on the streets in practical sets. Like there's no reason why this movie had to be made like this, but that's the route they chose to go. Um, But with that being said, here's my here's my biggest problem, and here's what it stems from. Uh, It stems from the tone they set back with Man of Steel. I mean, Snyder. Don't get me wrong. He's a good filmmaker but the tone that he created for man of steel being so dark he saw what nolan did with the with the uh, the dark knight trilogy and said oh we can make a whole universe that's dark you, you can okay that doesn't mean you should especially not with a character like superman that's not who he is by nature that's not the, that's not who the character is and so right from the get go you're just you're you're not you're not doing justice to what No pun intended, you're not doing justice (laughs) to the true, you know, essence of what makes these guys such great characters. And so they're still they're still suffering from that because then Batman vs. Superman comes out and it's fucking dark, dude. Like, oh my God. And we've expressed our thoughts in that movie, I believe, on this. And then Suicide Squad, which is my least favorite movie, like possibly ever. And fucking, then you get Wonder Woman, which is good by, you know, by, you know, it, it's a good movie with the exception of the final act, which Snyder just takes over and it's all CGI. And you got a bad guy that's a huge ass CGI character with a mustache, which just looks fucking weird. And there's some mustache talk that we'll get into about this movie. And so, there's still... It's like, well, these have to look cohesive, so we have to have at least a little bit of that in the film. And this movie is just over the fucking top with it. Like, it's The the tone and the color scheme is just out of fucking whack, and you can clearly tell what Joss shot and what was Snyder's vision. Uh, Would you agree? I mean, did did you see a distinction between the two?
1: Yeah. Um... I think that once they got out of the – we're going to go full spoilers uh, if you don't – So just, just everybody knows. So stop fucking listening now. Um, but in the trailer, the first trailer we ever had, there is a scene where they're clearly in some sort of underground place. Yeah. Um, and the Batmobile is in like climbing mode and it's climbing up this pillar, it's like a shooting spider. Yeah, shooting bad guys, which is cool. You saw when we saw that first trailer, we were like, oh, fuck, they did this right. Um, and so, you know, a lot of the action in the movie is, is cool in concept. Um, and so that part is cool. When that scene is over, when they are united with aquaman in that scene and they're back at the bat cave um which is acting as the hall of justice at this point um when they're back at the bat cave for the first time that's when all of a sudden it became a different movie um because it started dark with all the setup and aquaman was like pretty serious up to that point um you know I think that flash was always intended to be the way that Ezra Miller played him in the movie. Um, with the exception of the fact that I can't, I, I feel like probably in Snyder's version, they leaned more on the fact that the whole reason that, um, Barry does what he does is to try and find a way to get his dad out of prison. Um, and prove his innocence and in this you got that at the beginning and then you didn't get it again till the end but like it's very important part of his life which they don't shy away from in the tv show at all um and so and so i think there should have been a slightly bit more darkness to the flash character um but overall yeah there is that distinct okay we're halfway through the movie now here's a different movie
0: yeah. I mean, halfway through the movie there, they, you're absolutely right. Because there is a clear point and I would say it's, it, 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 you're, you're pretty accurate in saying that it's right there. Um, after that, that scene, um, yeah. which was kind of a dumb fucking scene. Like you're Batman doesn't know he's under a fucking like reservoir of water. And Hey, if we blow all this shit up, there's going to be, <laughs> there's going to be water everywhere. Uh, but like, in my opinion, yes, Flash was intended to be the comedic relief. But like, he just—he kind of seemed like dumb, dude. Like, just like, so you've been a—you've been a hero now. Granted, you've never been a hero on this level. You've just like pushed people out of the way, as you say in the movie and whatnot. But like, you—you—you're to the point where you literally have to ask Batman what you're supposed to do. You don't know how to just be brave? I mean, what kind of character trait is that, dude? Like you have superpowers. Fucking use them. That's what you do. You run fast. Run fast. And speaking of how he runs, he runs like a fucking idiot, dude. Like what? Did you did you think that the way he was running with his arms and shit, it just like very odd to me. Very odd.
1: No, I mean, it looked like it looked to me like comic book Flash in the style um. of his running. I Which think. I was fine with. I also didn't have an issue with all of his humor either, though. So I think, that, you know, we well, stand a little opposed I don't opposed think I would have had
0: a, as much of an issue with his humor if I didn't already see the majority of these jokes in the trailers. Uh, and I think that movie suffers a bit from this. Um, but, you know, I mean... There were there there were a couple jokes where I chuckled, but for the most part, I just felt like I don't know if your theater audience had the same experience, but like most of the jokes in my theater just fell flat. Like there was not a whole hell of a lot of laughing. Um, I mean, you know, dude, if
1: people didn't laugh when he's running through the Speed Force and realizes Superman can move just as fast as him, <laughs> and like, and he's yeah, like, I was
0: how the fuck." That, that shit's hilarious. That was a good scene. Like I and I and I enjoyed that. And don't get me wrong, I'm going to I'm going to pick apart this movie because that's what we do because we have opinions, but for, uh you know, there was there were I didn't come out of this movie hating it. So I'm not going to say that, right? Like I would say overall I had a decent time at the movie. It's just it's not a good movie. And I think the reason why I was able to still have a good time is because I wasn't expecting it to be a killer movie because I knew all the shit that happened in the background beforehand. I knew the production problems. I knew what I had gotten out of the last four movies. I mean, and that's another thing, dude, is like this is your fifth movie and it's still like you can't seem to get it together. (laughs) Yeah, which is disappointing, man. Because these are my these are my favorite characters. You know, like this is what this is the shit I grew up on. So it's like it's tough to admit that like I'm a DC fan by nature, and DC movies have kind of fucking sucked for the most part. Um, Which is
1: what what was cool is uh, I don't know if you realized this upon seeing it, but the introduction to Batman in this movie. Mm was um, clearly a uh, a nod to the introduction to Batman in 1989's Tim Burton's Batman um, where he starts on a roof and there's a small- time criminal um, and he busts this small- time
0: criminal yeah yeah um, I see the similar and- similarities.
1: Yeah, and then I, and you know Danny Elfman did the score for this, which the score was great. Like I was listening to the score uh, multiple times the week building up to the movie. But uh, you have you had the Batman score playing in that moment, so you have the da, 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 and you're just like, "Oh, fuck yes." <laughs> now, unfortunately, you know a lot of the movie doesn't live up to the quality of the score or the classic Batman theme. Um no, that was matt's issue my my roommate he uh his least favorite part was ben affleck
0: i was just gonna so say that have... dude like while we're on the subject of batman like in batman vs superman he was he was it for me like he don't get me wrong wonder woman was fan-fucking-tastic and she only solidified that even more when we saw her own movie but in batman vs superman he was like ben affleck I felt like he was the best part of that movie and he was an excellent portrayal of Batman. But in this one, it's almost, you could fucking tell that he was like, I don't really want to do this shit. (laughs) Like, and there was just points where he wasn't necessarily acting like I would think Batman should act. Like you don't know why are you, when you're going to round up all these people, you are, you don't, why are you acting like you don't know who they are? it was already established in the last fucking movie that you know exactly who everybody is. And so it was just, I don't know. I felt like he wasn't... And maybe it's because there's more people that I would say overshined him in this movie. Like, once again, Wonder Woman was fantastic. Um, I liked Aquaman's role for the most part. There was... I, have, I got a few... There's a few gripes about the amount of his comedy too, especially towards the latter half, like you alluded to. But... I mean, for the most part, I I just thought he was actually one of the weaker portrayals out of all the characters, which was uh, you know disappointing because I I really like him as Batman. I want to see him be the bat the guy, and it's like he doesn't yeah. want to he doesn't want to be that guy. It, I don't know. Well, I I wondered too, like
1: why doesn't he want to be Batman if that's the case? Like is he sick of all the WB behind the scenes stuff too, and so he's just like ugh, I don't want to be a part of this. Um, so is it the studio's fault but um i think
0: he i think it's more that he just takes it all of his shit very personal i mean he i think he's always kind of had that and he you know when you're getting just you know shit on by critics left and right every movie you do nothing you can do is is right i feel like he's just like well why am i even doing this i don't have to do this uh now with that being said i mean the one takeaway from BVS was that you were the best part, so you would think that would be motivation to keep going. But I think he's just so attached to the character and taking pride in what he does that he he you know wants to kind of disassociate himself if he's going to get nothing but negative feedback.
1: Well, here's the thing: is I
0: I think that he
1: liked his portrayal or the way that they asked him to portray. Uh, as much as a director can outside of being inside an actor's head, uh, asking to portray Batman in the first movie, that was our Arkham Asylum Batman to put it in terms that everyone can understand. Um, but the writing in the second movie with him in justice league, uh, kind of diametrically opposed the character that he set up in BVS because in this movie, he was suddenly nowhere near as angry as he was in the last one. That's true. And part of that could be because he realizes he's got to gather these people to build his team. And yes, it I do agree uh, with you. That it's weird that he's standing in front of Arthur Curry, who he saw in a video in the first movie, and doesn't realize he's Arthur Curry until he's thrown against a wall. And his picture's Um, painted
0: on the fucking wall. He looks at the picture that's clearly him with the hair. Well that's
1: what it took (laughs) Yeah, that's what it took for him to realize it was him because he's looking at that and then next thing you know, he's thrown against a wall. But um So yeah, that was weird. But they they changed the tone of Batman in the writing in this movie and part of me wonders like why and i read something that people were upset about how angry and violent he was in the first movie and i thought that was strange because i thought people liked him more for that um well there's
0: a lot of backlash over you know him killing people and and all that so i could see how they would you know in that sense want to lighten it up but just don't have him kill people. Like that's all. Everything else is is fine. And his Bruce Wayne was fantastic. And I think he, I think, his portrayal of Bruce Wayne, not even not even his portrayal of Batman, struggled in this movie as well. Um, it just he didn't seem to really. It was clearly different than how he's been in the last. This is actually his third movie. I mean, you know, he he had a he was briefly in Suicide Squad for a little bit too. Yeah. So it's just. He was a little disappointing, um, in my opinion. Um, but I, I think the biggest um, out of all the characters uh, and major actors we get in this Superman was just fucking weird, dude. Like, weird, dude, man. it sucks.
1: It sucks that they did the fucking um, mustache thing. Uh, you know, for those of you that don't know. Um, And and let me get into some of the the behind-the-scenes business of how this works too. But for those of you that don't know, Henry Cavill is going to be in Mission Impossible 6. um, And he has a mustache in that movie. And was filming it at the same time that they had to film his scenes for the Justice League. So they CGI'd out his mustache... What results is his upper lip and upper row of teeth in this movie looking (laughs) fake as fuck. Um, And, like, when his mouth isn't moving, it's fine. And they do close-ups when his mouth's not moving and it looks normal. The second he opens his mouth, you're like, oh, yeah, you're like, oh, his mouth is fake. This is really weird. And here's the issue with that is all it takes for them to do is – For WB to say to New Line, or I forget who does the Mission Impossible movies, but to say to the Mission Impossible studio and production, hey, here's $25,000 or whatever it is that it's going to cost you to get a prosthetic and to pay you for the troubles of having to make a prosthetic mustache for him, but we're making a $300 million movie and we need him to shave his mustache. And, And that's it have him shave his mustache, and they can make a prosthetic mustache that looks exactly like his real one because they're a big major movie studio. And if HBO can get away with fake facial hair for their entire cast, then for a Game of Thrones, then you can do it with a single mustache for one of the biggest stars in your movie and make it look good. Instead, yeah. they spent money so that this kid in Oklahoma were uh, uh, doing CGI <laughs> could edit out his mustache. And it looks like he sat there in fucking Photoshop and, with a healing brush and just went over the mustache five or six times and then sent it into the studio and they were like, "Okay, this is fine."
0: And the worst part and, about it is like I don't even know I could be wrong on this, but I don't even know that it was all of his scenes. Like I think it might may have just been when he had to come back for reshoots, which was damn near, you know, half the movie or whatever it was, because he, it's not like, it doesn't always look fucked up, but anytime you're right, he's moving his mouth or there, um, you can clearly tell. So uh, like, I think part of the reason was they'd already started shooting Mission Impossible. And so they were dead set on, no, this is how we've already done it. So we're not going to do any more. We're not going to do anything different, excuse me. Um, but yeah, you know, to your point, like, it's a $300 million movie. What's another million dollars to them? Or whatever it's going to cost. Like, just make it fucking happen because yeah. he looks like an idiot. And to, on top of it, I can guarantee you paying them to make a prosthetic is going to be far less, to your point, than paying this dude in Oklahoma. <laughs> like... Yeah, no yeah, copy. no, it is.
1: it is. That's the problem with... That's why the movie's so expensive in the first place other than having to reshoot it is then you had to make all these alert. other special effects. Yeah, yeah. and and... What sucks to me the worst offense here uh, as a result of the mustache is that it undercuts his performance and I think this is the most superman like he's been in his actual performance for sure through his entire run as superman like for for once he's actually a joyful superman mm-hmm. um you had that scene early on which is where you first see his fucked up mouth where it was like a cell phone footage of him being like him talking to some little kid, which, um, go ahead. What? I, I got some thoughts on that scene, but go ahead. Oh, well, I mean, I, I, it sounds like you probably didn't like it, but for me, it set up the fact that like, okay, he is the all American superhero that he's supposed to be. Um, instead of 20, instead of years later, still being upset about his dad um, well, because face it, that, that, that's his darkness right. is he, they gave him this Batman thing where he's like upset about his dad for years and years. And it's like, look, man, like this, this is the same shit that Batman is upset about. Like you gotta, you you're, gotta be better you're than a different that character.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, Weird. don't get me wrong. So the opening scene, like you said, kid filming Superman on his cell phone, which immediately I thought, uh, fucking Spider-Man. I'm like, all right, here we go, um, because that's how Spider-Man opens. Um, but with that mm. being said, uh, I'm like, okay, clearly they're they're tr- they're listening to what everybody has to say about Superman being far too dark, and they're trying to make him a little bit lighthearted, which I truly appreciate. But the problem is, and again, this goes back to the tone you set from the very first movie. That's not actually what happened. Like, I was okay with it during the movie, but when I got out of there, I was thinking to myself, I'm like, if that's real footage from when he was alive, the whole premise of the last movie is that everybody fucking hated him. And then you got this cell yeah. phone footage where he's this happy-go-lucky Superman. That's not who he was in the last movie. That totally contradicts. Yeah. Like, there's gotta be some type of, you know, like evolution into becoming a better Superman or becoming a better person, and it doesn't happen. It's just like, Oh no, he was, he was good the whole time. He had a good heart. He was, he was, you know, happy and he wasn't dark. I'm like, that's, yeah. that's not how it was. <laughs> what are you talking about, yeah. man? Um, so that was, it ju- It was off to me, but at the same time, again, I was like, all right, well, w- whether we're erasing the past continuity or not, I can appreciate the fact that this is more in line with who he's supposed to be, which was good. Um, you know, but he just, it was weird. It, he, anytime you saw him, all I couldn't stop staring at the fucking upper lip, dude. I just couldn't, man. Yeah. It's, it's yeah, really it's distracting. Bad. No, it's, it's very distracting. distracting. And then um, if it wasn't that, that I was distracted at, it's the constant backgrounds and just poor CGI. Like, not only is there a lot of it, but you can tell that, you know, all right, it's $300 million to make this motherfucker. Um, we're going to have to try and cut some corners because we're already pretty damn expensive because, like, some of the CGI just look spotty. Like, it did not look very well. Like, the scene... I mean, and even scenes where you can clearly film on location did not look like it was film on location at all. Like, for example, yeah. when he goes back to his house with Lois and they're in the cornfield, to me, I couldn't stop staring at the fact that, like, there's eight, ten rows of real corn and the rest is nothing but CGI. And I get that most movies do that, but it just stood out like a sore fucking thumb, dude. I'm like, there's no reason why you have to do that. There's plenty of fucking places in the Midwest where you can go film that on location. People get paid to go scout this for you. Like, just yeah. go do it, dude. Like, it was frustrating.
1: Just very frustrating. I think part of part of the issue with some a lot of the CGI is the color grading of the movie. Um, so color grading in the first, in Man of Steel, actually in everything up to Wonder Woman, really, um, even in fucking Zack Snyder's Watchmen, the colors are all like this darkly lit, even when it's supposed to be daylight, this weird, like, dimness hangs over everything. Um, and then item, items in the scene, items, uh, what do I want to say? Objects in the scene, <laughs> uh, they actually look darker than they would in real life. There's a lot of shadows. It's very, very high contrast. Um and I think that's probably, I didn't notice the cornfields, but if you did, if you could tell they were fake, it's probably because the contrast has turned so fucking high in these movies that yeah. you would be able to tell the slight color difference between the fake corn and the real corn, and it would stand out. I, I must have not been paying close enough
0: attention. Um, and I think, uh, I think part of what you're looking for is a lot of the CGI was just way too oversaturated. Yes. Like just way too like you know vibrant than it should yeah. be. When you're looking at a sunset, don't get me wrong, there's some places, especially in the Midwest of all places, where the sunset is fucking beautiful, but it don't look how the way it looked in this movie. Yeah. Like it just it's fucking stands out. <laughs> um Yeah, and you know, and they were guilty and I think that's maybe one of the movie's
1: biggest sins. Um is is a lot of the CGI stuff. You had a CGI bad guy again, um, though. I thought the CGI of the bad guy was much less distracting than a lot of the other CGI. Um, and but my my issue again is that looking at this bad guy, he could have been made with a costume and prosthetics. Like he was a yeah, guy sure. with like an Ivanoo's face that wore giant centaur horns on his head. And he happened to be, like, <laughs> ten, 10 feet tall, which you can adjust um, using, s- like, platform shoes, which is what they did for Tom Hardy as Bane. Um, and then his wide shots, Camera he could angles. be CGI in those. Um, so why not give him a costume? It's so weird to me, the things that they try
0: to do with CGI that they didn't have to. Um and again, it comes—you're you, saving money. Like you, all you're doing is creating more problems for yourself in the yeah. long run, and forcing yourself to sell more tickets. I think they were just, you know, like so cocky, like oh, no matter what we do, people are going to go and see the movie. And yeah, that's true to an extent, but you got to consider it's the fifth fucking movie, yeah. dude. And we got burnt for the most part, you know, three out of the four times. And if you ask a lot of people, four out of four. So it's like, not everybody's going to come see your yep. movie just because it's. Got Justice League in the title, like, and and I think they're starting to see the effects of that. Obviously, with this opening weekend numbers, it's just, it's. What, I don't, I'm not sure what they were. You thinking. You want to know what that. I think
1: they're trying to do, and and I think they built this in as a as a failsafe. Is everyone was like, dude, why why would they make the first Flash movie Flashpoint? I think they're doing it so that if this the movies coming before up. it aren't good enough, they can fucking restart everything. Um, and Absolutely. they can use that to explain away really Batman should. being different, et cetera,
0: et cetera. Um, and in a right. way that's smart, which we didn't touch on. Um, I, well, we kind of mentioned that Affleck wants, potentially wants out rumor right now is potentially Jake Gyllenhaal, which I think would be kind of, kind of cool. Um, you know, cause he, he does play that, uh, you know, kind of on the brink of, of struggling with his identity. Uh, you know, kind of roll very well in some past performances, so I think that'd be kind yeah. Of virtually, cool. he would be his you know, we'll character from Southpaw. Just l- yeah, l- talk less, yeah, yeah, like basically. Immunity. Um, <laughs> or that'd be tight if we had a Batman that did <laughs> right. <laughs> that'd
1: be like they could do that with like Terry McGinnis or fuck yeah, do that. Fucking stop the Bruce Wayne storyline and just give us Br- Terry McGinnis. That would be sick. That would be um. Tight. That would be tight. what did. What did you think, because I, I read that they're not doing this in his movie, what did you think of Aquaman creating an air bubble just to have a conversation? That was that was interesting. Yo,
0: yeah, and I was going to touch on that too, because uh, like you said, James Wan, director of Aquaman, said, yeah, we're not going to do that, um, which you shouldn't, and you shouldn't have to, and I don't understand why it was in this movie either, uh, I mean, other than they wanted to spend more money on CGI, which seems to be the trend with this movie, like, it just seemed like a cop out and an easy way to say, you know what, we're not going to create a, a language or a way to to do this uh, visually, even though it's been the layout is years of comic books in front of you. But now nah, we're just going to create a bubble so he can just talk in English. Uh, it's just it's fucking weird, dude. Very weird.
1: Oh, oh, okay. So then, you know, I didn't analyze certain parts of the story as much as you did, but um, but it was weird to me. And dope. So 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 when they showed the flashbacks of that big war and how the actual gods like Athena were there with her fiery ass uh, bow and arrow, I believe it was Hercules mm-hmm. that had the lightning shit. Um, but then fighting with them were members of the Lantern Corps, and that was kind of dope. Yeah. And you saw. Um,
0: did you see like a lantern like go down? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They like, like ripped the ring off of his finger. Yeah. Right, right, right. Potentially get picked up by Hal Jordan or whatever fucking Lantern they're gonna go with next.
1: I want them to go with. Um,
0: so that that when as soon as I saw, saw that, I was like, oh fuck yeah, dude! Like that was one thing that stood out to me that was like, all right, cool. Yeah. Like, at least you know th- we're getting little little you know kind of Easter eggs, I guess you would. But even though it's, I mean, it's blatantly obvious. Um, but I thought it was. I thought that was super yeah. dope. I liked it. And they had a few
1: of here. those types of little plugs. Throughout the movie, like, when they find the location for the Hall of Justice at the end, and they're like, and room for more? And he's like, y- room for right. more. And yeah. you're like, okay, tight. That's kind of cool. Um, but they said that the Atlanteans used to be land dwellers, which made no
0: sense to me. Um, in that, And this was, like, the first time that aquaman had been to atlantis or come back to atlantis like what hey. <laughs> he's the fucking he's supposed to be the fucking king eventually like what are you what are you talking about he talks fucking fish the dude's from atlantis that's that's who he yeah. is no i mean but i mean did you
1: pick up in the flashback she said like they the, uh, the Atlanteans started as men on land and then moved to the sea to be away from the violence of other humans.
0: No, I didn't quite pick up on that. But that makes – it doesn't make any yeah, sense. Yeah, it's just either. weird that they didn't start in the ocean is, like,
1: my thing. I'm like, I, I never heard that part of right. the mythology in my life. Um, So why just create it? It, it was very – it was like they tried to make it this Lord of the Rings thing. And they did. They, they literally did, actually, because, you know, those boxes were the rings that they had to separate amongst the different kingdoms. Um, and, yeah. so,
0: and what happened to them at the end of the movie, dude?
1: Oh, yeah. They didn't fucking. Yeah, they should have had to take them to the Batcave or the Hall of Justice or something.
0: Where are they? they fucking Superman pulled them apart. Cyborg pulled them apart. And where'd they Damn. go? Damn. I didn't even think about
1: that. See, you—you you see, you were picking up on shit that I was—I was just in the movie. I was just like, I'm just gonna be here because I knew it wasn't gonna be
0: super good. I—I I didn't even think about. And that. Cyborg was one character we didn't touch on, but I think I mentioned this in a super old episode. Uh, but I, again, I mean, it's a character that's all CGI, so it my my feelings on it are no different than the movie as a whole being all Yeah, CGI. I mean I mean it his
1: he didn't bother me as much and I think it's weird, just because man. of the actor's performance I thought it was good.
0: Um yeah, he was he was he was pretty and, good. Uh, um I was surprised with how he portrayed him but I just didn't like the way he um, looked. Yeah, you know, that's something and it's weird that
1: his face looks so CGI cuz he actually wore that mask. Um Yeah.
0: Yeah, but his face looked – it looked like fucking Henry Cavill's upper lip, dude. Like, it just – it looked like it was all CGI, man. Um, There's one last thing I want to touch on before we start to wrap it up. My biggest question mark that I said to you coming out of BVS is – so Clark Kent is just dead, right, because Superman and Clark die. They have a funeral for him. Clark's body is in the casket. They bury him. He's done. This movie, they bring Superman back to life. They bring Clark Kent back to life, obviously, as a byproduct of that. And he, in every, no one fucking questions it. Like, and so at the end of the movie, he's moving his mom back into his house. Which you get this, which I kind of liked the the exchange between him and Batman. He's like, "What'd you do? How'd you get the house back from the bank?" He's like, "I bought the bank." I thought that was, you know, I'm like, "All right, that's some that's some yeah. Bruce Wayne shit right there, right?" Like, I I, yeah. I appreciate it. But, like, all of her fucking friends from, you know, Kansas are, are, are helping them move back in. And no one's like, yo, uh, I thought your son was dead. Yeah. <laughs> like, where's he been? Uh, I was at his funeral. Yep. I, I brought you flowers. I'm, I baked you a casserole. Like, none of that happens. No one Yeah, no at, at one this questions. point in the,
1: in the next movie, and he's only obligated to be in one more movie, like, they're just going to have to, he's going to have to pull an Iron Man and be like, yo, fucking Clark Kent is Superman. And like, that's the only way they can explain that to. away. Otherwise, it's like you said, it's like, damn, nobody fucking questioned
0: that. Which is... Yeah, how dumb are these people? Are, are is everyone else outside of the justice? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean that's, that's the age-old joke right. of Superman. Anyway, it's like,
1: oh, he puts on sunglasses or he puts on glasses, and all of a sudden he looks like a completely different person. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Wonder Woman, she's another one.
0: It's it's funny that, but it's but it's different when they when they physically see him dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then He's not.
1: Yeah, you kind of can't. Yeah, because first of all, it's funny in the first movie that nobody was like, oh, that's strange. Clark died at the same time Superman did. They already kind of looked similar. <laughs> yeah. And then like, huh. oh, they're both back to life again. That's so strange how that happened. <laughs> <laughs> like, like he went on vacation. Like he Weird. spent the past year and a half in sandals resorts
0: just chilling. Yeah. <laughs> chilling. All inclusive. Jesus. Uh, one last uh, cameo. Right. We got the after scenes uh, after credit scene. Yeah. Uh, we get to see some Deathstroke, um, which we had seen like some of that leak. I th- I, well, no, actually, I think it was a little bit different. Some leak footage of de- test footage of Deathstroke um, months and months back. Uh, what did you think about him? Uh, what did you think about Jesse Eisenberg cameo and Deathstroke? Because we essentially what happens is you, you see a guy in a cell. You assume it's I uh, you assume it's Eisenberg. They turn him around, and it's just some crazy person. And for a brief second, I was like, because he's he's like hysterically laughing, and I'm like, the fuck, they're not gonna try and do the Joker, because I just, I, I at this point, they haven't earned it for me. So I was like, no, they're not. And then I was like, well, no, he's an Arkham, he's crazy. Yeah. It makes sense that he's yeah. laughing. So then they show Eisenberg on his yacht, and it's Deathstroke that broke him out. Um, and you know, I. God, he's not a good. He's yeah, look, good here's Luther, the thing. Yo, but. Jesse
1: Eisenberg, bro, I would work with you. I'd be on a movie <laughs> with you. Um, I've enjoyed you and a handful of movies. Uh, you know, Social Network is a fucking American gym about an American icon, but not the dude for Lex Luthor. And I'm sorry. I, I'm not the only one that feels that way. He probably knows that people feel that way. I. He's just not the dude. And he clearly toned it back a little bit. Um, which, you know, thank you for at least
0: trying. Um, but, but who knows? Because you only get to see him for like two minutes. If yeah, that, I mean, you know, you I, know? So. I'm,
1: not, I'm not saying that like I'm going to love him in a full movie. Like, now that I've seen him, to- he'd tone it back a little bit. Like, I'm still not a huge fan of that casting decision. But what bothered me most in that scene was they did not need to dye Joe's hair white or paint it or whatever oh, yeah, they yeah, did. That they out, didn't yeah. need to do that. Yeah. Like, if, as long as he has the the buzz cut flat top looky thingy and then the goatee, <laughs> we get the idea <laughs> that he is Slade. Like, but right. they went and had to make him try and look older
0: than Joe, the actor, because- is... And, it- and they did that because, you know, I think they, you know, have backed themselves into a corner with Affleck being so old and this portrayal of Batman, you know, that it's set so far in the future. So now all of his lore of, of villains that he, you know, has fought over the years, um, they naturally have to be, you know, the equivalent or close to. Uh, and I, I'll let you finish real quick, but I... There was one other thing that uh, Alfred had mentioned and he said something to the effect of, I miss the days of chasing uh, around mechanical penguins, um, explosive penguins. uh, I I really enjoyed Yeah, that was fun. I chuckled quite a bit.
1: Yeah, no, I don't have an issue with Batman being old. I think it's fun. And you, you mentioned pushing him into a corner. I think it, in a way, is a good corner to push them to be more creative with who they make his villains in the future um part of the issue well no not really because despite whether or not people realize this jared leto is pretty close to uh ben affleck in age despite how young he actually looks he's over 40 years old um so they're close in age he just looks so young that if i see the two of them side by side i'm going to be like man this joker is super young um (laughs) <laughs> but you know at the same time Heath Ledger was my age when he played he was younger than me at this point so he was your age when he actually played the Joker um which is fucking crazy to think about that like right, right. and then he passed away the next year but um I I just don't see why no one gives a fuck if Slade Wilson's hair is bleached white Or gray. Like, at least I don't think so. Like, there's a lot of other things to complain about than his facial hair being that color. Now, here's what's going to happen. It was clearly... It wasn't dye in this movie. It was some sort of hair paint. You could see the fucking clumps of paint. That was my biggest issue. (laughs) Um, They'll dye his hair for real when they go to do it. And so it'll look better. But I just still don't think that they necessarily have to do that. Because Joe is is graying in real life already um he's been graying since he was fucking doing uh magic mike and true blood um so just just don't mess with his hair but i guess it's too late to turn
0: back now like he reversed <laughs> aged or something but yeah. um it seemed like an, an irrelevant detail that they were just like they just did for no reason and the only thing that they got out of it was it was distracting so it was just another negative mark on you know what should have been a a home run that was you know just not not a very good movie unfortunately I mean it's don't get me wrong I I I didn't have a bad time at this movie um and I think that's the overall consensus um but it's uh you know, it, it's disappointing. Like you want it, you want to see these guys succeed, and it's, and I'm afraid that the average moviegoer, you know, they see this movie and they don't like it, and they see VVS and whatnot, and so they, you know, superhero movies, are like, uh, you know, they they start to group them all as one potentially, mm-hmm. um, so you know, and then we get less of this type of thing, like uh, anything that's based off a comic or anything, you know, that, you know. People were passionate about that gets, you know, put into a different format, such as a movie or a television show. Like, hell yeah, dude. Like, I'm all for it. I want to see it succeed no matter what it is because that's how you get more of this type of shit. And, you know, if people aren't into it, that only, you know, why did production companies want to invest $300 million then? Uh, it just. people start to question that type of stuff, you know? So it, so to your point earlier, it starts to question, all right, well, what are we going to do about Aquaman? What are we going to do about the flash and their solo movies? Because now, you know, there's, they're, they're at a crossroads where they could potentially lose a ton of money. Um, and they can either stick to the, the route that they've already, you know, kind of begun to build or they start all over, which essentially could cost them even more money. Um, but who
1: knows? I you know, it's um, shit. What was I gonna say? Oh, Aquaman's already done filming, so whatever that movie is, is what it is. We're getting yeah. it, <laughs> and, and I trust James Wan because uh, yeah, up to yeah. this point, almost everything he's done has been great. Look, he he is the reason the Saw franchise exists, um, and I it got progressively worse as it went on, but that's not his fault. He only made the one movie, um, and then. He did a few. He did like Dead Silence, which is kind of an underrated horror movie. Um, then he did the two Conjuring movies, which for me are horror classics. Um, and then he did the last Fast and the Furious that had Paul in it. And uh, the Fast and the Furious franchise just has no sign of ending. To, to against all odds, this fucking franchise is still selling tickets like crazy. God,
0: they're investing more into it they're making a fucking ride at yeah so, you, so like stuff. i mean they that ain't yeah so away. he's
1: a part he's been a part of making blockbuster movies now his idol i've heard him talk about how much he loves Steven Spielberg and then he said that his version of the aquaman is going to be very swashbuckling so we're going to get this cool like high seas adventure um and i think that's going to be dope you know i think that's going to be kind of what wonder woman was it's going to be this beacon of hope um and it's going to be up to the, the you know the following Justice League movies to maintain the success once again of what a better film set the bar for. Um, and, and here's the thing: this is a this is a social commentary a, a bit as well. But like Wonder Woman sold tickets because of women; they they appealed to women with this movie, and they showed up and forced to see that movie. Then. They put her in this Justice League movie and the advertising is just like, the first trailer was cool, but then they just start playing off of like jokes and stuff. And then you see the movie and the tone's confusing. And what I think they don't show well enough in the trailers is that Wonder Woman ends up being the the leader of the group, basically.
0: Um, And Yeah, she's the voice of reason. She's the one that... You know, convinces. Uh, well, because at first she's not for the idea of bringing back Superman, and then, you know, once Soup comes back, she is the she's the glue that holds everybody together. Yeah. You know, she's that motherly type. She's that she she plays a female role. You know, perfectly. And what I mean by that is she she shows some true heart. Uh, you know, and and care for. You know what's about to go down and these people that she's in battle yeah. with um and the people that are going to suffer because of it the the average you know citizen and whatnot that you know that she's the one that explicitly says you know we, we are doing this for a greater purpose you know and and there's a reason and we're we are a symbol and you know we need to make this shit happen we got to stop this mm-hmm. so um but so those are my yeah, thoughts
1: so Danny mentioned the other day, he might have said it here, you know, something about his score was like a six or something. I, I said seven. Um, and, and you can see yeah, that in, I our, mean- in our our conversations about it. You can see how there was more things you picked out from it than I took notice of. Um, so again, I think that if you were interested in seeing the movie, you should go see it. Um you don't want to go on being like I wonder if it's good. If you want to see it, then I suggest seeing it, and uh, formulating uh, what you feel about it. You know, um, we're for yeah. we're for I mean. believers that you know almost almost none of your opinions can. There's almost no opinion that's necessarily uh, incorrect. You feel what you feel, but uh,
0: just just. But if you disagree, yeah, kick you, you Just don't tell us about no. it. <laughs> no, no, no. Um. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, even if, in my opinion, if you ask me, you know, should I go see it? Absolutely. I think everybody should go see it. Um, whether you were into, you know, the, the other comic book movies with the other DC movies or not, whether you like Marvel movies or not, I think you should still go see it because it is different than what you're used to. It's not a Marvel movie. And it's not even... Mm-hmm exactly, you know, what we've talked about here, it's not exactly like all the other DC movies either. It's, I think it's, it's something of its own, but, you know, I think that's essentially where a lot of the flaws lies is because it doesn't know how to stand on its own two feet quite yet. Um, And they don't, they haven't quite worked out what they're, what they're doing, which, uh, you know, like I said, by the fifth movie you should know, but ultimately, you know, I think, I think everybody should go see it and just formulate your own opinion about it. Um, So, but that's it, yeah. that's all I got, that's, dude. so that's what I have on that let's program. wrap it up uh we got some plug some some stuff for us if we still remember the plugs um, well you we're gonna plug your boy oh yeah, yeah, yeah um so good call. I want to shout out uh buddy of ours, friend of the show Jordan um if you go back and listen to an old episode of ours, I want to say it was like eleven or twelve um. Jordan asked us, uh I think he was asking us something about stranger things and then he was also asking us um uh I guess it was around the time of rumors of Tom Hardy and Venom and he was also asking us of what uh what Marvel Knights stuff we'd like to see made into movies uh or television series excuse me and he brought up Morbius um and now they're making a fucking Morbius movie which I think is dope so my man called it so big ups to Jordan um and you know and to everybody else that listens um you know and if you got an opinion on justice league or anything else you know let us know let, let's let's talk about it let, we can uh, we'll work through this you know i know i know people are maybe upset we can talk yeah out. we're all in this together right? folks, in these
1: rough times of justice and injustice <laughs> the
0: pool the pool so, network uh, guys are here for you That's it. And we're here, uh, facebook.com slash pull network, Instagram. We're at the pull network, Twitter, all that stuff. And as we get back in the, uh, in the, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The, the, in the game, in the routine, if you will, uh, you know, we're going to, you know, try and be more proactive and active on those. All right. uh, Proactive and active. That's a thing. We were inactive. We were, we were, we were taking (laughs) a, a commercial
1: break. Um,
0: that's it. So that's it. Now thanks for joining us so. for
1: this short little uh, little Justice League talk today. And uh, as we always say around here at the Pool Network, peace,
0: peace. This has been a Pool Network production for your latest dose of movies, television, and whatever the fuck. Tune in each Wednesday, and since we know you just can't get enough, don't forget to find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for information on new shows and events.